It is Monday, the second day of November 2020. Uh, we have reached episode number 46 on the pod. This is the David Krejci episode. Not sure what to even say about David Krejci. Um, he's a very good hockey player, plays very well in the playoffs. The guy is in the hall of very good. Having been with the Bruins since 2004, we should show him some respect. But am I wrong for thinking that he could have been even better? Could have given the club a little bit more? No, I'm not wrong at all. I'm 100% correct. Because it is my show, I can say with certainty that I am. And also that I'm never wrong. Ever. This is Complaints and Observations. The greatest podcast hosted by someone who knows so precious little about eh, almost everything. A journey into the mediocre mind of an exceptionally average person. This is Complaints and Observations with Dave LaPointe. Wouldn't you like to get away? Bad guy in a little gold. Stupid thing. Who the hell is Dave LaPointe? All right. How's it going? Hope you're well. Hope you had a wonderful weekend. Uh, it was uh, Halloween on Saturday. Uh, hopefully you stayed inside and turned off all the lights. Um, we This was our first Halloween uh, in the new home. And uh, we purchased... You know, a reasonable amount of candy, seeing where we're not, uh, you know, in a townhouse setting anymore. You would think it would, we would have more kids. Uh, I decided to keep track of the number of kids that came to the door, just so, it, you know, for future reference, how we would do. Uh, and so first kid comes to the door with, with, their, uh, with, their, with their father. Uh, I would say, I don't know, maybe 530-ish roughly so you know there's a there's a nice notepad attached to the fridge and walked over and i wrote down trick-or-treaters uh colon one okay so i was very excited uh you know i was hoping to maybe uh, meet some more of the neighbors uh around us since you know I, I met one by accident and another guy who happened to be walking his dog when i was outside um but uh, no, it stopped at one. We had one kid. So now we're stuck with four bags of candy, which uh, is not good. So I'm thinking of sneakily throwing all that crap away. Because uh, I have I have put on um, way too much weight since we moved into this house. It is, uh, it's been a combination of stress and uh, anxiety and food so dealing with all this bullshit in the house and this fucking house and then uh yesterday i actually hit the six month mark uh, on the unemployment line 
Six months. Lost my headset. Sorry there. I was putting my uh, head in my hands at that realization again. So headset fell off. Sorry about that. <clears throat> um, but this whole thing has sucked. I mean, from losing my job in, in less than, you know, desirable uh, circumstances, uh, I, you know, I, I keep telling myself to let that go, but I really, you know, I can't still, I'm, I'm still bitter. I guess it's to be expected. When you like something and it's taken away, you're going to have bitterness. So they would assume that's expected. But it has sucked from the get-go. Having to go through it in the midst, midst of a um, economy-altering global pandemic. Sure as shit doesn't help, huh? Regardless of that, it, it hasn't... It hasn't really been good for my mental well-being at all. Of course, my uh, wife decided to to buy a new and more expensive house during said pandemic, so that really hasn't uh, helped a ton. But that's, you know, it's just more shit to deal with, and I guess I need, need to be better at dealing with shit. You know, I spent... You know, I'd say roughly 40 years not being able to deal with shit, so. Um, but, you know, having to sift through jobs on a daily basis, and uh, I crossed over the uh, 400 resume mark uh, sometime last week. Uh, and it's, it, honestly, it's draining. You know, I keep track of all these things because I have to... Uh, you know, I have to provide a list on employment every week, which, you know, that's thrilling. It's like, oh, hey. And, and, and look, you know, a lot of people have said, well, you, you know, you're not, uh, you're in the same boat as, you know, roughly 7 million other people. I'm like, okay, sure. But that, you know, so that's supposed to make me feel better? I mean, the fuck? No, it doesn't. Yeah, it makes me understand it, sure, but it doesn't make me feel any better. And but honestly, I mean, I never, I didn't think that I would get to a place where I started to to question my value as both a potential employee or even as a human being. Um, but here we are. It, it it's been a struggle, not just in the you know quote having to find a job end quote department, but. You know, I, I find myself questioning my entire mental acuity and my overall mental health and physical health because, like I said, I'm fatter for sure than I was before. I had a nice routine going at one point. Um, having moved, the routine obviously changed and stopped. So I'm in the midst of trying to start a new routine. So hopefully... We'll see how that goes, and physically you can feel a little bit better. Um, having this stupid fucking outlet to talk about dumb shit, it, you know, honestly, it has, it's actually helped a little bit, but it's it's been minimal, to be fair. 
I had hoped that I could have, you know, attracted a, a bit more of an audience. I mean, look, I think roughly I'm at 25 listeners a week, which is awesome. I love it. I had hoped, I had hoped for, I think the number I had thought of was 50. And then, uh, you know, just because it'd be nice to, to have that conversation with 50 people, really, because it's, it's all we're doing. You know, I'm spilling my guts right now to 25 people, which is more than I have previously. So, um, you know, it's nice to, to offer or to be able to offer a little bit in, in, in the way of a modicum of entertainment or anything else, really. So, uh, that, you know, that hasn't really been the case. I still enjoy doing it. And I, I really don't foresee ending it until I finally find a job. And even then, I'll, I'll probably still do it on some level. I might make some changes and uh, figure some out. I got to find a niche. I mean, a niche would be nice. I mean, complaining is a niche, but it's whiny and annoying. Um, but, you know, I think personally, and, and it kind of goes to my... Had a conversation with a uh, well, it was an interview last week, and you know the the person was like, you know, I'm not looking for a specific uh, skill set. I'm looking for more of a generalist, and that's that's a term I've used on this sh- on the show. You know, where it's a generalist podcast. I want to talk about different shit. Like, there's nothing more boring than a podcast that talks about one fucking thing. Like, how how can you maintain uh, you know, that sort of drive, that focus for one topic. And everything you read about starting a podcast is like, oh, find one topic and talk about it incessantly. That's how you'll get an audience. Well, maybe. But the the shelf life on one topic isn't uh, very long. And if you're talking about one topic that tons of people are already talking about, well, now you're going to get lost in the shuffle. So, you know, I'm trying to be a bit of a generalist with some sort of specific, uh, not specific, but, you know, some kind of focus, I guess, you know, complaining and observing the, the world around you. And obviously, it would be so much better if, it, if we weren't living in the current environment that we were living in, because it would allow everybody to, you know, leave their house and go and do things that they normally would do. And, uh, you know, you'd have more to bitch about. I think, I mean, I think just keeping track of different shit that I see, I'm finding myself like repeating myself and I, I hate that. But, uh, anyway, um, I'm this week, I'm in the midst of now the fourth round of interviews with two companies. They're fine. Uh, or either what I want to spend, you know, 45 to 55 hours a week doing every week? Well, you know, probably not. Um, but again, they're fine. I'm, I'm trying to keep a positive outlook and that the next few days will finally bring this to an end, but who knows? I'm, I'm, guess, I, I'm apparently up against four other people for each role. So, got to bring my A game this week with these interviews. Um, started doing some prep this morning. We'll see how it goes. I, I desperately could use uh, a vacation. And that's the thing. Like, a vacation from what, Dave? What the fuck have you been doing besides stress eating, you fat fuck? Nothing. 
I'm gonna go on vacation, just eat more food. But I don't know. I guess just getting away and and sitting somewhere is is something that I need. So that's about a month away. Hopefully this fucking virus doesn't fuck this over. It wouldn't surprise me. I'm I'm sort of prepared for that. That we're gonna get fucking screwed out of this vacation. So we'll see. Uh, that went on probably longer than I uh, wanted to. Uh, talking about shit that I didn't really care to talk about. So, well then, hmm. interesting. All right, let's let's transition. We'll talk about some hopefully better shit. Stay tuned. The hell is that noise, huh? <laughs> ah, that's funny. All right. <clears throat> um. So yeah, big weekend for uh for sports, if you will. Before that, though, I I finally got a chance to see uh the premiere of season two of the Mandalorian and I honestly I expected nothing less than what they gave us and if you like Star Wars at all you have to be into the show because it's 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 an entirely different experience really look you're in the same sort of universe and everything it's all the same shit going on but it, it's built a little bit differently, obviously, because it's an episodic program. But, you know, the feeling in the show is is a little bit different, at least I think. And that's but again, I that's my opinion. And the way that that they're presenting the story when you you know the story. But you don't know the story, and that's the beauty of the franchise as a whole is that. There are so many different things you can do. And and I, I think on my very first episode, I talked about the uh, internal squabbles of, uh, you know, planet pl- internal planetary squabbles of the Star Wars universe. I still can't for the life of me figure out how nobody's bothered to make like a sitcom uh, based somewhere. Like you don't have to have everything blowing up you don't have to have fights like there is minutia within the universe that needs to be exploited and shared with the world seriously because it's i think it's gold like the potential gold for like disney plus to create a fucking stupid dorky ass star wars sitcom is through the roof it really could be great you know uh about and i the uh, i think i had mentioned um that uh who the fuck was it kevin smith was trying to 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 get something launched for like you know the death star cleaning crew or some shit i mean <laughs> there has to be you could do that same sort of premise on a planet that just had a an explosion somewhere and now all the people are trying to fucking put their lives back together amidst uh, all the shit that's going on, they have like you know, fucking inept leadership from both sides of the aisle. It it's so perfect, and how it's not done, I can't figure out. 
If, if anyone listening to this program has any connections to Lucasfilm, please let me know. I'd love to talk to them. As I say that, then again, if anyone is listening to this program that has any attachment to Lucasfilm, I would say, what the fuck are you doing listening to this crap? But, you know, there you go. Um, West Ham, this is the soccer minute. Get used to it, folks. Um, West Ham played a decent game on Saturday. Should have come away with a point. They got kind of fucking hosed on a penalty call. Um, and then they just couldn't keep up and they ended up losing 2-1. to one. To me, it sets them up for massive success. The next six matches, we should have... We should win five of six of them at minimum. Or four. Let's say four to be conservative. We're set up for top half of the table finish here. And, you know, if we can play the way we've played, granted we're missing some pieces, but figure it out. I'm confident that they're going to they're gonna figure it out. They're going to play well. We're going to see a nice run here. Like, are they going to be great? No. But are they going to be better than they've been the last, probably since 2015? Yeah, absolutely. So, we'll see. There's your soccer minute. Get on board, folks. If you don't watch soccer, you're missing out. It's It's fun. Um, NFL yesterday. Yesterday was Cincinnati Day here uh, in East Bridgewater. Um, we had wanted to, you know, do a little bit more in terms of, you know, presenting Cincinnati, but the weather was supposed to be shitty. It ended up being cold. We, had, you know, we did set up the tent outside on the TV and then and, and whatnot. And watched, you know, couldn't watch the fucking game because I couldn't stream it. Could not figure out the illegal streaming. It just was a disaster. So we ended up just like watching the play-by-play on ESPN. Uh, not not the actual game, but the text shit. So, um, but I had like I said, I had ordered some Skyline, some canned Skyline chili, and holy fuck, did this stuff look terrible! I mean, it plopped out of the can, and it was gross. But uh, honestly, didn't taste awful. Was it phenomenal? No. And look, I had reasonable expectations for this for this garbage, and it, it worked out okay. It was better than I thought it was than th- than I thought it would be. Uh, I did the spaghetti thing with the cheese, and look, not not awful, not awful. Is it something I'm going to eat again? Probably not. But I'm glad I tried it. And so I have no need to ever do it again. The downside to this was there's literally nothing else, quote unquote, from Cincinnati that I could buy, you know, locally or uh, order on the internet that wasn't going to cost an arm and a leg. Apparently, there's some like famous ice cream company there. You can get it on Goldbelly, goldbelly.com, free ad, goldbelly.com. You can order shit from, like, random famous uh, places across the country. They'll ship the shit to you, like, overnight. Never used it. Uh, But this ice cream company in Cincinnati is part of it. I could have ordered six pints for, like, fucking $76. Like, get the fuck out of here with this trash. Um, beer, there's a couple of breweries in Cincinnati, not too many, 
and uh, none of them are sold locally. However, Sam Adams has been brewing beer in Cincinnati for years. And so I just went and bought some Sam Adams. There you go, Cincinnati beer. I even, you know, I decided to look, and, and I, I probably mentioned this on the show already, but look to see what they sold, you know, for like craft beers and local beers at the stadium, and nothing. It's like Bud Light, and that was it. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, I didn't want Bud Light, so I got Sam Adams. What can you do? Um, the Bengals, though, played terrific. They beat a damn fine team in the Titans. And uh, my wife and I are now 4-0 and on these trips. The, the home team has won four times. Even though we weren't in Cincinnati physically, mentally we were in Cincinnati. Uh, you know, we purchased Bengals uh, gear, Bengals swag to wear during the day. So part of the deal, I'm, I'm ordering a couple other things to be sent to the house to make it seem as if we were there. That's the idea, because I didn't want to put the fucking Bengals helmet back into the bucket. Let's just cross that one off the list, shall we? Someday we'll drive through there or something, you know, or we'll stop. We'll we'll stop over at the airport. Do they even have an airport in Cincinnati? I assume they do. But I was going to get some bourbon, but all of the alcohol is buried in the basement here. Inaccessible at this point, so. I have to paint this fucking bait. I'm just so tired of painting. But, you know, the way that this is working out, it's going to be six to nine months, if at all, for the project uh, in the shed to to redo the shed into an actual uh, usable functional space. So now I'm painting the balloon room that we have down here. Literally, there were balloons painted on the wall. Painting that a dark color just to cover it. Fucking rainbow striped wall that needs to be covered. I don't want to prime it. I just want to fucking cover it and be, because eventually it's just going to be, you know, like an exercise space or a, a what do you call it, storage area. So I don't, you know, I don't give a fuck what it looks like. What the hell do I care? And I don't want to spend a week painting. I'm tired. I'm done painting already. I've spent, I've done more painting in the last month than I have in my entire life combined, and I fucking hate every second of it. So, fuck painting. I don't know if you guys can hear uh, the heat and the fucking hot water and all that other shit pumping through this god-awful basement, but, yeah. Um, Also, let's talk briefly. Oh, let's, well, we can talk about uh, the best bets of the week. I finally hit a best bets. My first one, I think, in three weeks or, or a month uh, with the Colts rolling. So good job with the Colts. Um, uh, Jackie Frodley Jr. had the Panthers. Uh, they lost on Thursday. So that's an L for Jack, even though he tried to change his pick multiple times uh, over the course of the weekend. So how this works. And then Scott Banksley, uh, another fucking uh, hit for Scott. Good for you, buddy. He's rolling. Absolutely. Six, one, and one. He is the clear leader here. He's going to, uh, I told him, we got to figure out a magic number uh, for Scott to win this thing. So, I mean, unless Jack and I, because we're both, we're tied now. We're both three and five. So, unless, uh, you know, Jack and I somehow reel off a fucking miracle here, which I doubt um, he's going to win this. 
great weekend, great week for me, gambling wise. Uh, you know, gonna make a couple hundred bucks, so I'm pretty happy about that. For me, that's pretty good. I bet small numbers just to keep things interesting. Uh, made a couple hundred bucks, so I can't complain. But a lot of soccer. Hit a lot of soccer this week and last week, and I'm hoping to do the same this week, so we'll see. Um, but let's talk about the Patriots, shall we? I've been sort of putting this off because it is a frustrating topic for a couple of different reasons. One, I don't like the way that they're going about things and the way that they're playing. And then two, I'm just so fucking tired of the narrative here about how awful this team is and how, uh, you know, it's almost as if, and it's the way that some people have talked about the team is it's as if the previous 20 years didn't exist. All you hear about is how uh, Tom Brady is winning in Tampa. Okay, well, look, if Tom Brady was still here, you know what their record would probably be? Three and four. Maybe four and three. But would they be two and five? No. Would they be seven and one? No. Because they they don't have anything. Tom Brady's going to win in Tampa Bay because they've sucked for fucking uh, 20 years, roughly. Uh, and have finally got to the point where they have a lot of weapons and, and they can all they need to do is change a quarterback. And honestly, look, James Winston, I, he's not even that bad. I really don't think he's a terrible quarterback, but neither here nor there. So a lot of mistakes yesterday, uh, way too many penalties. They've been so good on penalties all season long, and I'm sure if you watch the game, you heard about it least penalized team in the league. Well, uh, Ian Eagle fucking jinxed him when he talked about that because they rattled off like five penalties uh, in the next, like, I don't know, 20 minutes of play, including uh, two offensive holding penalties that fucking brought big gains back and really fucked them. You know, you you keep that momentum going and, and look. The Bills, I've said it. I said it last week. They're a fraud team, but they fucking ran all over the Patriots yesterday. Just demolished them on the ground. Um, and they were not a good running team. But they found something and exploited the shit out of it. And they didn't, Patriots didn't have an answer for it. They couldn't fucking tackle. That's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's not as if the Bills are dreaming up these wild fucking running schemes. Uh, to beat them. No, the Patriots just couldn't fucking tackle. Missed tackles all over the place. It's just fundamental crap, which, again, makes me think that they're not nearly as bad as they were or as they showed uh, against San Francisco. They're not that team. They're closer to what they were yesterday, but they're better than what they were yesterday. Would it surprise me if they went and won seven games in a row? No. Do I see it happening? No. But would I be shocked by it? No. Because they're, you know, you saw what they had yesterday, which was minimal. The other fuck, but here's the, this is why they're not going to fucking win anything, okay? The offensive coordinator is a fucking moron. Can we just fucking, can we stop with the glowing bullshit about this kid? Can we please stop Josh McDaniels is Josh McDaniels because of Tom Brady. McDaniels had the luxury of having a guy who, when he sent in a dumb fucking play, 
Tom Brady could say, yeah, no. Cam Newton doesn't have that ability right now. I want him desperately to get fucking pissed at McDaniels and just be like, what the fuck are you calling? Damian Harris yesterday, great game. You know how many fucking snaps he played? 20. He played 20 fucking snaps yesterday. And what do they do when they're driving down the field at the end of the game? They let the quarterback run the football. Why wouldn't you fucking hand it to a guy whose job is to run the football? I don't understand it. The play calling is abysmal. He cannot figure out how to fucking adjust for what he has, which is nothing. However, you have a damn good running back who's proven that he's good. Give him the fucking ball 26, 27 times a game. You know what you're going to get? 130, 140 yards production. And then you know what you can do? When you put him in the backfield, you can do play action and you can throw the football. Now, who are you going to throw it to? Who the fuck knows? But that's not the point. You saw what Jacoby Myers did yesterday. Finally given a bit of a chance. Trusted a little bit. Granted, he was the only fucking guy out there. But he caught, what, six, seven balls? He's not nearly as bad as everybody in this town will make him out to be. Not nearly as bad. There are so many things that they can fix to not be shitty. But they don't have the time to do it. And as I said either last week or the week before, the way that they've typically handled this thing is the first four games of the year have been sort of you know, uh, extended preseason. Well, they had no preseason. They had fucking eight guys bail out after free agency, which we'll get to in a second. So they didn't have the time to, you know, bring the rookies along slowly, get them into the flow of things. Uh, You know, the the guys who are now starters that were going to be backups, you didn't have the time to sort of acclimate them to the system the way you would want to. Instead, you have to fucking throw them into it, and now it's week one. These are all excuses. And they're all excuses that shouldn't be used by the best head coach in the history of the game. However, they're pretty accurate. They're pretty accurate. There's an article on ESPN today by Bill Barnwell, who I thoroughly enjoy. Uh, And the title of the article... Is the end of the New England Patriots dynasty, or is this the end of the New England Patriots dynasty? How we got here, what's next, why it's not an easy fix. A fantastically detailed piece. Now, obviously he starts with, what went wrong? The Patriots have lost a ton of talent. Well, okay. You could have ended the piece right there, and you wouldn't have been wrong. 32 guys uh, played 25% of the snaps on offense or defense in Super Bowl 53. The last one, the last uh, Super Bowl they won, less than two years ago, mind you. Of those 32, only 12 played on Sunday or, or took snaps on Sunday. 14 have left. 
six were either injured or elected to opt out before the season. So now you've you have granted some of those guys were were plays that aren't going to be around anyway. Dwayne Allen, uh, Adrian Claiborne, Alandon Roberts, Chris Hogan. Look, you know, then you had one guy retire, James Devlin retire, and then yesterday at injuries, Edelman, Gilmore, Sony Michelle. So you know you had uh, a decent amount of, of people playing yesterday, including uh, you know uh, three uh, four fifths three fifths of the offensive line. The problem is the timing. I think this is this is the timing. Look, uh, let's let's put the drafting aside because anybody that says that the draft is a uh, uh, not that, I can't think of the right phrase, but it's an inexact science, okay? You can't say, well, the Patriots drafted, uh, you know, instead of drafting Debo Samuel, A.J. Brown, or D.K. Metcalf, they took Nikhil Harry. You don't know what any of those guys are going to be. If you look strictly at college production, Nikhil Harry, good college receiver. Good college receiver, better than the kid in San Francisco who was his teammate, uh, Ayuk. You know, and, and I didn't get into um, Samuel or AJ Brown. DK Metcalf, that's an argument because that kid looked—he jumped off the fucking screen in college. So I mean, you could kind of you—if you want to quibble, quibble with that. You could have taken him instead of Harry, but Harry's been hurt. And then Tom Brady fucking just shit on him his rookie year. So where's the confidence there? Gone. Confidence has been gone. So, you, you know, you have, you, you've heard Newton talk about him, talk him up a little bit, try to get his confidence back up. But the draft isn't an inexact science. I, I can't stand that argument. Well, you know, this person was available instead. Well, okay, but you didn't know who was going to be the better player at the time. You can guess, because guess what? That's what the draft is. It's a fucking guessing game. That's all it is. And the problem is, though, the way that he drafts is a bigger problem than who he drafts. So if you want to get into into details with the draft and, and Bill Belichick, so be it. But that's where you have to... That That's where you need to look, is, is how he drafts and not... Where or who? Two different things. The trade he made with for Mohamed Sanu, trash, trash trade. Uh, you know, Josh Gordon, Michael Bennett. It just you you don't know how that's going to turn out. Josh Gordon was fine. Something happened and they let him go. And and I still I I think the whole league fucking doesn't like the kid because he smokes weed. And he's mentally uh, not soft. That's not the right word. Troubled. If he gets into a good environment, I, I think in Seattle he's going to be fine again. He was pretty good last year, and I think he'll be fine. The problem is the cap, and the problem is timing. As I said in the beginning, they had the lowest cap space in the league when free agency started. So you knew Tom Brady was leaving. He wasn't going to stay. 20 years in, this, in any job, it's time to go, all right? 
I really don't think it's this big giant fucking conspiracy between Brady and Belichick. It very well could be, but you're not going to know it for a few years, at least, if not longer. But I just think it was, you know, look, he wanted to go somewhere else. Did he? Probably, but I think his wife more so than he. Um, time to go. So now you're stuck. All right. The whole thing about, well, you had a guy, Jimmy Garoppolo. Get the fuck out of here with Jimmy Garoppolo. That motherfucker got hurt again yesterday. Soft as baby poo. Sure, he came in and fucking played good last week. That's a... If you get more than, say, three or four of those games out of that guy over the course of the year, you're lucky. Did you see what Nick Mullins did in the fourth quarter yesterday? Granted, look, Seattle's uh, defense isn't that great. But Nick Mullins was fucking fantastic. You want to tell me you want Nick Mullins? I'll take Nick Mullins over Jimmy Garoppolo all fucking day. I still think Jacoby Brissett is a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. I'll take that to my fucking grave. I'd have no problems bringing Brissett back here. You kidding me? Let's fucking go. That'd be terrific. So you had no cap space. You get into the draft, and then, you know, you're drafting this year. Again, the way that he drafts. He takes a D2 safety in the second round. It's like, well, you know, what are you doing? Was that a fucking area of need? No. Even before everybody opted out, that wasn't an area of need. You took a linebacker in, in Josh uh, Uche in the second round as well. Made his debut yesterday because he was hurt. He played okay, but he only played like 12 snaps. So you're kind of stuck. Because then once once the corona shit, like, you had all these fucking guys bail out. Hightower leaving fucked them hard. If you have Chung and you have Hightower playing, okay, the defense is much better. And it you know keeps them in games. They lost Marcus Cannon, but they would have lost Marcus Cannon a bunch of times this year anyway, just because he's Marcus Cannon and can't stay healthy. Handful of other guys, backups and whatnot, guys that would have played, probably. You lost a receiver, um, Marquise Lee, serviceable receiver. And then you're now you, now you have uh, after that. End of July, the the rulings um, of uh, what the fuck was it? So Aaron Hernandez's contract, Antonio Brown's contract. You're able to recoup some of that money, but by then there's no fucking free agents left. You get scraps. Timing was a big problem with the way that this season is going. And it's now your cap space for this year is fucked. They they went down on a certain level to try to keep Tom Brady happy last year. And, you know, 2019 was very similar to 2009. It just didn't fucking work out. And guess what? You're allowed to have those things after you've had 20 fucking years of outrageous success. Outrageous success. The way that people are talking about this team, it's just nauseating. It's like, look, 
Are we really going to fucking quibble over the fact that they're having a, a one down year, seven games into the into the season? What are we doing? Are we that fucking uh, spoiled and, and, and feel that entitled that we're going to complain about that? That is so goddamn stupid. Take a breath. Sit back. Okay? If we're in this same place next year, then you have a reason to complain. Because they're going to have a ton of fucking money to spend. They're going to have some of these guys back. Now, granted, the core is still going to be a little bit older. But you'll have a new quarterback, hypothetically. You're going to have, you would assume, a new receiver or two. You hopefully will have a tight end. They, the fucking tight ends they drafted this year. Good fucking grief. He doesn't, I mean, Barnwell doesn't even go into this. He only talks about first and second round picks in this thing. Top picks. He doesn't even talk about the fucking two tight ends they drafted that have played a combined, like, three fucking games. That's a disaster. You picked two guys that are bums. You could have had a decent tight end in the second or third round. You chose not to. You took two guys. You took two fucking blockers. Big deal. Dumb. I could go on for hours about this because it's frustrated the shit out of me. They're not playing well. They're not as bad as their record. I'm convinced of that. I think they go, I think they finish the season eight and eight. I really do. If they finish seven and nine, I'm not going to fucking panic. I'm not calling the lifeboats. I'm not, you know, it's not the end of the fucking world. It's a blip, just like this pandemic. It's not the end of the world. It's a bump in the road. We'll get over it. Okay? Now, I've talked too long. I'm going to talk some more. It's time for three gripes. You worked up there. Yeesh. Sorry about that. Wow. Yeah, I'm a little fired up about that, you know. Okay, it is time for three gripes. Gripe number one, daylight saving time. First, it is not daylight savings time. It is daylight saving time. There's no S. So, check yourself. Second, this is total fucking tripe. It has been said 85,000 times. Discussed, talked about. But, you know, it's a timely discussion as it happened uh, on Saturday. But I've yet to figure out a logical reason for keeping this in the 21st century. Now, you need to go back to, to figure out why it was established. I was always under the impression that it was you know, for farming. And, apparent, you know, it is technically. Not technically, but kind of. Uh, thinking, okay, well, farmers need a an extra hour uh, of, of daylight for their you know, farming. But it was actually started during World War I by the English. They sort of created it and was adopted by a number of other countries and then the United States during World War I as a method to conserve energy. It was ended. The practice stopped shortly after the war. 
but then came back during World War II for the same fucking reason, to conserve energy. Back then, most countries, ourselves included, used coal for a majority of our energy. Now, far less coal. So can we cut the shit, please? Do we really need this? I need an, a, a really good explanation as to why this is still a thing. Nobody likes it because you get all these people whining. Oh, the sun goes down at 430. Yes, nobody likes it. In Arizona, they say, fuck it. They don't want it because it's hot as balls down there. So, like, yeah, we don't want an extra fucking hour of sunlight. Get out of here. Yeah, no, no, thank you. If you want to fucking uh, get your brain twisted in a pretzel, do yourself a favor and take a look at uh, and Google like daylight saving time in Arizona. It gets really messy, and then it then it, like there's a left turn uh, about you know the. Uh, sociological sort of implications of, of how they do things in Arizona with, with time. They manipulate time. It has a lot to do with indigenous tribes in the way that they do it. But I don't want to get into it, so I've already talked enough today. Google it. I found it interesting. Maybe you will too. Who knows? So, look. It's a practice that's no longer needed. So let's get rid of it. There's no fucking point. Uh, it serves very little purpose. Are there some people that are that are you know get some benefit out of it? Sure. I'm sure there are. There's there's roughly two million working farms in this country. Um, so maybe they do. Although the, the general size of those 2 million farms has dwindled over the last two decades. So even that's probably not a useful uh, reason for it anymore. Farmers, by the way, this was going to be a gripe. What, what, is, what is with farmers being used as a political pawn? I don't get it. I mean, yeah, you, well, you got to feed the country. But again, as we've sort of evolved over the course of the last 50 to 60 years... You see the number of farms dwindling. You see the number, uh, the the amount of corn that we consume going down. The number of you know the amount of soy going up, but being you know consumed differently. Farm farming is odd. Don't Google farming because you're that that twisted brain pretzel that you have will will be smashed and crumbled into numerous pieces. So don't do it unless you you know pop an Adderall and you want to just fucking sit there for six hours and read about farming. Then have at it. Uh, good luck to you when you when you do that. Let me know. Get back to me. We'll talk. Gripe number two. There's just too many fucking people around here. That's it. We're packed in tighter than a fucking seal's ass, and it's just getting worse. Everywhere you look, there's another condo or apartment development, and I'm always like. They're going to have a hard time renting that uh, overpriced apartments in that location with that location being on top of a very active rail line or a future natural gas compressor or a fucking nitroglycerin plant. That last one isn't true, but you know, a new build next to one around here would probably sell pretty fucking quick. It, it happens constantly, and they go up so fast. Where the fuck are these people coming from? 
Are they already here? Are they moving here? If they're moving here, why? Oh, well, the job market's good here. Okay. But, you know, it, it kind of... It makes me wonder if we're going to see a, a population reduction as you see a lot of the, um, you know, office space in in the city of Boston reduce because a lot of these companies are sort of uh, reworking how they employ people. You're going to see a lot more companies sending people home to work. So it makes me wonder if you're going to see a lot more people moving around. It's funny because a lot of the folks that I used to work with in my previous company, they have spread all over the fucking place. It's amazing, and God bless them. I'm so thrilled for them that they're doing that, because look, if you can, do it. Why the fuck not? What the hell are you going to stay around here for? It's too expensive, and there's too many fucking people. It's gross. I don't even have an actual point to that gripe, other than I just think there are way too many fucking people around here. Traffic in this city already sucks. It's not even... I shouldn't... I, go back. Rewind that part. Traffic in the fucking suburbs 20 miles south of the city fucking sucks. And I'm, I'm just fucking tired of it. Every time I want to go to the goddamn grocery store, it's a fucking ordeal. That's it. Gripe number three. I'm sure you're tired of hearing this crap. I'm tired of hearing it, but tomorrow is the 3rd of November. The election is tomorrow, and if you haven't voted, please do. My hope is that all four of my listeners have already voted, so this will be moot. Feel free to end the show right now. The amount of fucking text messages and emails that I've received is staggering. And it makes it almost understandable why some people don't like or don't want to vote, because it's fucking nauseating. And it's an, it's an entirely joyless experience. And even more so when the current administration is someone and something that you don't like. Make sure you vote. Either way, on either side. If you're comfortable racism, have at it. Vote for the right. Go nuts. I just can't for the life of me figure out like why they have to make this so fucking awful. Everyone on their 18th birthday should be automatically registered to vote. Every single person. You should be able to vote one of 50,000 fucking ways. Don't make it so fucking difficult. But that's the problem. If you make it difficult, one side of the aisle is going to lose. So, no, take that back. That's not how I wanted to say it. If you make it easier, one side of the aisle is going to lose. We know which side that is. If you don't, that's on you. Um, but please, go out and vote. I love voting. I try to vote in everything. You know, it's like one thing I get to do that makes me feel, you know, somewhat useful so i do it all the time i vote for fucking everything um also i got even money on joe biden in the over 310 uh, electoral votes so there's a hot tip for you even money not bad 310 is a good number see what happens tomorrow not tomorrow sorry thursday show i will have another guest Thursday's show. Uh, my dear friend Evan will be joining us. You'll all get to uh, to hear about all kinds of fucking things. He is the most interesting person I've ever met in my life. Uh, stories up the wazoo. Uh, hopefully, 
uh, it goes well. Hopefully it doesn't devolve into something that I can't edit down. So it's kind of, I, I got to try to keep it structured. Otherwise it'll be a four hour fucking show. But I'm very, very much looking forward to that conversation with him. We're going to record tomorrow. I'll have it for Thursday's show. And like I said, hopefully it's not an eight-hour ordeal. But again, don't forget to vote. Uh, Thank you for listening. I really do appreciate it. I know I've said that before, but it really does mean a lot. And it would mean a lot um, if you tell your friends. Just say, hey, I know this guy. He has a podcast. It's it's not that good, but it's not that bad. Uh, and also, if you go to the Instagram page, at Complaints Pod, I'm going to have the prizes up on the page today for the giveaway. The prizes have come in. And, of course, something is – it wouldn't be my show or, or you know, you know, associated with me if it went perfectly. The fucking printing company fucked it up. So, you know, I just, I can't fucking win ever with anything. So, you know, of course this gets fucked up, which is, is disappointing. I managed to get uh, a discount on this and uh, we'll see. I don't know. But anyways, it's free shit. The hat came out pretty good. I like the hat. So I can't, I have no problems with the hat. The t-shirts, not good. Not good at all. Supposed to be screen printed. It wasn't. It's fucking stitched, and it's tiny, and it's in a weird fucking spot. So it is probably crooked. So, yeah, I don't know. Well, But whatever. I'm going to give this shit away. It, of course, it blows up in my face. Here I am. I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be spending money on crap for this stupid fucking show. To give away. And of course it comes back fucked up. Because of course it does. You know, If you've listened to the program. And you heard me talk about this before. You should have expected this to happen. Because that's how this shit fucking goes. My life is a, is a fucking microcosm. Of this fucking stupid uh, giveaway. And, this, and I microcosm isn't even the right word there. God. God. All right. I got to stop. It's time for lunch. Um, but again, thank you for listening. Um, that's all. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other, please. Godspeed. Ta-ta.